Welcome to a brand new episode of Gay Side Stories, where the gay shit goes. I am your host, Trillificent. Thank you so much for joining me for another week. As always, guys, remember you can listen to this show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, whatever your favorite podcast app is, or you can go to GaySideStories.com slash shows and all of the shows will be listed there as well. Remember to use the hashtag GaySidePod when you live tweet about the show or if you have anything you want to say as you're listening and use the hashtag pods by QPOC. That way it helps people find podcasts like this that are hosted by queer people of color. Also, send in any letters or solicitation for advice um show topic ideas anything like that to gaysidestories at gmail.com and last but not least if you are interested in being a guest on the show let me know for example i am looking for a guest or guests a couple whatever the case may be that has experience with open relationships or maybe you're in an open relationship currently i would love to have you on the show to have a discussion about that so if you're interested in being on the show for that topic or another topic or if you just want to say hey i just want to throw my name out there and if you come up with something great then hit me up you can dm me on twitter or you can again email me at gaysidestories uh, at gmail.com this episode I'm going to say it's one of my favorite. It was very entertaining to record. We had a lot of fun. I love collaborating with this particular guy. So I'm going to go ahead and let the episode air and you guys enjoy. All right. So I have a return guest, one of my personal favorites, my personal favorite person and podcast host. I have the the myth the man, the legend, Kevin Dwayne of the Outline Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me again. No problem. I'm so excited to be back again. Thank you for having me. It's been a while. It's been a while. It has been a while. I'm like, I, I just was like, man, your show has only gotten better. And these topics, I'm like, I want to get on these good ass topics you're talking about. <laughs> well, shit. So I'm glad to be back. I appreciate that. I feel like I'm on like the fifth iteration of the show. I've made so many changes in the past what year and some change since you've been on because you that's what podcasting does right when was i on you were on episode i want to say it was 21 when we had that conversation about rejection and yeah wow and this is going to be episode 85 jesus christ well damn well damn (laughs) wow i didn't realize that till just now (laughs) wow yeah podcasting does that though like i here's the thing i don't even listen to my older shows i'm afraid to (laughs) like because my mind is always evolving and i'm always changing and i know it's a good sign to see how far you've come but i don't want to cuss my former self out because i do i used to do that on youtube i'll watch Mm -hmm. old videos of me in my 20s like shut the the fuck up kevin you was shut your dumb ass up like and i just don't want to do that with the podcast that's real so when people find the show and they're like, oh, I'm binge listening from the beginning. I'm like, "Ooh, good luck. Like, I mean, I don't know what to tell you, but uh, just Same. know it does change. <laughs> Same. You know what? You it. I liken that to whenever I'm checking the numbers, which I, you know, scale back on a lot. And I see, oh, like 
episode one getting a spin and i'm like who in the hell is listening to episode one <laughs> and why why would you do that to yourself <laughs> they mean, want the whole thing no i guess want so. the whole thing they want that i do the same thing though when i find podcasts that i love i go from the beginning because it becomes a I get it. It becomes a connection. And I talked about this on my show a few weeks ago. I feel like because we're in a generation where we don't like to talk on the phone as much anymore, we're all text. I think podcasts have become kind of that intimacy we get from hearing people's voices. Yeah. And I think when you listen long enough, these people people become your friends in your head. Like it's legit like I'm connecting with these people. And if you like what they have to say, you're like, okay, like this is this is legit. Like I'm I'm gonna go all the way back and start over and just hear the whole journey. And being a podcaster, you hear the changes. You're like, okay, they got a better producer on this one. Oh, yeah. they got better content. Oh, somebody told them that that was annoying. <laughs> and so it's interesting. Well, I, with this show, I mean, I'm my own worst critic. Like, I'm very harsh on myself. I'm very particular about the show and how things need to be. So, I can see it. I definitely will never go back and listen to old episodes because yuck. But I can <laughs> see it in just the evolution of, like, my show notes, how they've changed. That's pretty much how I gauge my my progress, I guess. Yeah, Your show notes are lit. I like them a lot. Yeah. They're always detailed. It's, That's it's actually they made me step my game up. Your show notes and here for it podcast show notes. I was like, listen, I didn't know I was supposed to be writing dissertations in here. And so I was like, let me step my game up. Get my links in here. Get my like put everything in there. It's the only way that I can keep it straight. I you know, because I'm a I'm a planner. And mm-hmm. so I have to You're a Virgo? No, I'm a Gemini. No. Gemini, okay. I'm still crazy. That's fine. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, is that what we doing? <laughs> okay. Oh, I see. So you won't come on my show and talk shit about me. All right. Okay. The no, outline indeed. No. What I meant by that, sorry. It's the it's the cocktail. What I meant by that is very much in your head. Like I always think Absolutely. I always laugh at Gemini's because they're very much the thinkers. You guys, you could be sitting at lunch with a Gemini, like eating burgers. They're like, but what really is a burger? And you were like, wait, what's happening? I don't like, you know, well, it's always like a kind of a, everything's very thought provoking. So I can understand why you'd be very thoughtful when it comes to your podcast. Um, I, hmm, I, can, can say, I can't disagree. <laughs> I can't disagree. Now I'm not going to, well, but usually mine is not it's not a Shakespearean type thing. It's not a Socrates what is mm-hmm. life. I'm I would probably just be like, you know, is this elk or nah? But anyway <laughs> anyway, we have rambled enough. So let's get into the first segment and we'll probably ramble there, but at least we'll ramble with the purpose. Yes, ramble with a purpose. So next podcast soon. <laughs> so the queer query. Question. Couple of questions. Have some fun before we get into the main topic, which I think the topic will be fun too. But anyway, first question: What has been one of your favorite moments of 2018? Okay, 2018 was actually a really dope ass year. Like, there's been so many highlights. So yeah, this question was difficult. But one that stands out to me was my birthday this year. Okay. I th- I just had a kickback at my house and 
like my apartment's only about 600 square feet and I'm being very generous with that number and like 30 people came and there was no drama everyone interacted with each other you know when you mix people together you don't know what you're gonna get mm-hmm. and it was just so I, all, all night you just saw people playing musical chairs with each other and talking to everyone and everyone was connecting and making new bonds and it was just it was an amazing feeling knowing that I was at the center of it like wow I'm bringing people together we all had a good time there were no there was no police calling there were no noise ordinances like it was like it was a perfect evening and i remember just being so energized knowing that i have a great group of friends and acquaintances in atlanta and that i don't know it just i felt very much covered and so that definitely was a highlight of this year all right well shout out to niggas congregating with no problems (laughs) and it was a piece of fried chicken in sight you hear me Oh, okay. Well, y'all, did, y'all and didn't did not even nig it up all the way. Didn't even nig it up. Well, because you know I'm vegan, so well right True. now it's a little questionable. At oh. that time, I was fully vegan. <laughs> <laughs> it's been sketchy lately, and I gotta be honest. But during I that mean, time, I was full vegan, and so I was like, "Well, you my my invite said bring it was like uh, BYO AP bring your own animal products," and so <laughs> I had a bunch of vegan food. And, but people fucked it up. They was like, oh, this is good. They fucked that shit up. There was none left, okay? I had a vegan cupcakes. I had, it was just vegan everything. And people fucked it up. So I was like, okay, I guess we did okay. So, yeah. That's dope. That's dope. Shout out to you. Uh, I love you say see. shout out to you. 2018's been trash for me. So um, I had, I struggled a little bit to pick out a good moment. But I'm going to say one of my favorite moments of this year actually was just this past weekend. Um, I went to Cleveland and my friend Bree from Mama Me's World podcast. We went to Cleveland to uh, attend my friend Candice, uh, her wedding slash vow renewal. Yeah, um, you look very dapper, by the way. I was like, come through soon. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, serve them up. Candace is my co-host on Ratchet Ramblings, and a few months ago when she mentioned it, I was like, oh, you know, I'm there. I'm in, I'm in the spot. So we, we went to Cleveland, and we had a good time, and it was beautiful black love, which, you know, I don't really know her, but she's good for other still, people. She's good for other people. Yeah. And I you was, can still partake. Yeah, you can still partake. I, I partake, and listen, the it was like a wedding ceremony brunch. Like they had the ceremony and then they had the food on the other side of the room. Listen, that ham was slapping. All right, that 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 ham. <laughs> all right, that glaze that ham stood out. Look at the ham. All right, I was like, well, let me unbutton this <laughs> this jacket because I need another slice of ham. Ain't nothing like a good little brunch situation. Yeah, oh, man, it was, it was like, good. food had, really really brings people together. It does. It does. It apparently weddings and food and music. Mm. We well, you know. 
weddings, like, you don't really have to even know the people. Because, like, as a photographer, I do weddings. And I can still feel the joy of the families. I can still kind of, it's always a moment when, especially with black people, it's just so lovely. It's always, like, soul food over and over and over again. You're just like, oh, there's Big Mama. Okay, there's, you know, it's just, it's something about seeing people in a happy environment, a loving environment that really kind of connects people. So I'm convinced I can go to a stranger's wedding and still be okay absolutely absolutely but this was special because like i said it was close friends and just having this history of being friends and then this history of acting a fool on the podcast every week and you know interacting with her mom so meeting her mom and then she was trying to tell somebody about the podcast and i was like no 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 don't don't do that that that's a horrible <laughs> podcast. Don't recommend that to your family. There are, there are future listeners. Future listeners. Ratchet Ramblings is terrible. Anyway. I, I mean, it's, it's wonderful, though. You know, you'd be surprised because when people will tell me they listen to my show, I'd be like, okay, well, you're going to come up on sex episodes and holistic tales. Feel free to skip those. They're like, no, I'm listening to everything. I'm like, okay, uh, well, for, well for to everything. For this show, I've pretty much given up. I'm like, you're going to hear what you're going to hear. We might be talking about sucking right. dick. We might be talking about eating ass. We might we might be talking about marching in the streets. I don't know. We might be talking about all three combo. at the same time. It's a combo. I tell people that's literally the human experience. We're not one way. Like you can literally talk about sucking dick and still be conscious and still be spiritual or whatever. You your journey can be in different places. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm only gonna do this. And correct. I believe in that. Give them the whole gamut. I agree. I agree. And I think that's what really anchors people to podcasts. Like when they like it, they like it because that's what they're getting. They're getting that authenticity and the, I won't say complete, but a good representation of the human experience. It's not just force feeding that one thing. It's some of everything. So we do, we do our little thing. We do our little thing. We talk, we talk, we do our little thing. So next question. What is your favorite Mariah Carey song? Okay. My favorite Mariah Carey song is Breakdown. Um, Ooh, good choice. It was just, uh, the, I think because I think it's just, it was Mariah Carey just at the turn of her change. Like just before it got really ratchet, it was still <laughs> melodic and still like, it was just like, okay, I'm going to raise this hymn line up higher so you can get more leg. But I'm still singing about some real shit. And not to say she lost that completely, because she's still, I mean, Emancipation came years later. But but Breakdown was just, it was something about that damn song, the lyrics. Once you had to look them up, because you couldn't understand a word she was saying, listen with your naked ear. But once you read them, you're like, oh, she's talking about some real shit. Like, it's literally like a breakup and not, and like, pretending like it doesn't affect you. But inside, you're really upset about it. And I don't know. It's something that's very vulnerable about that song. And if it ever comes on, I don't turn it off. And that's how I know it's a favorite. Fair, fair, good choice, good choice. Um, I have two. I think it just depends. So mm-hmm. she my, has a long. She has a yeah, absolutely. But the one song that always gets me, or one of the one songs, so there are a lot, but I narrowed it down to the two is my all i feel like my all was a song that when i heard it i was just in love and i don't even Mm -hmm. like love but that (laughs) song just i don't know what it is and the video i you know i don't 
I have a terrible memory, but I remember a glimpse of the video. I remember. I see it in my head right now. She's like on a sail, like a boat, kind yeah, of. It was like water. The black and white. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that song just always does something to me. Like the the vocal performance that she gave in that song, like everything just works for me. Um, and the other song is Vision of Love. And the reason that that's one of my favorite Mariah Carey songs is because it was my introduction to her. And it's also one of the good memories that I have from my mom because my mom like loved that song. Like she wore it out. Vision of love and emotions. She wore them songs out. And I was like, girl. (laughs) <laughs> it's funny like early mariah i didn't really get with oh no i was um, there i was there it took me a while well as a well because as a kid i had this thing where i didn't like slow songs like a lot so it's like so mariah carey fit in that box of like okay who's this white girl and i once again i was a kid who's this white girl singing these slow songs like, i just it, she just never connected with me and i would occasionally like 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 emotions or anytime you need a friend or some shit. Like I would like, like the upbeat shit. Yeah. And then like, and then it wasn't until fantasy or no, actually dream lover caught my attention. Mm. One time I was watching soul train and I used to play like one video in between. And I was like, Oh, this is cool. And then I remember when um, fantasy came out and I was like, okay, I do like her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like it was like fantasy and dream. Um, always be my baby. I was sold when always my baby came out. I was fucking so, sold and then they had a remix with escape and the brand i was like oh yeah that was back when remixes meant something the remixes stuck like grits just like the regular song but i think i think vision of love stuck with because it was like a uh one of the cleanup songs i guess Mm -hmm. like listen when you i knew when i heard vision of love or emotions or BB and CC Winans or Vanita Baker. I was like, golly, God, let me get him get this bleach. Oh, but I heard them so much that I grew to love them. You know, Tony Braxton's first album. Like I still had stuff around in my age range that I like TLC and, you know, New Jack Swing acts, but I had an appreciation for big voices and it didn't matter the tempo of the song. Like if I like the song, I like the song. And so, but I I cling to that song. Like I said, because anybody who's listened to this show long enough knows that I have a a strained relationship with my mom at best. So it's one of the better memories that I have. And it's so interesting how memories live in songs. Listen, it's songs that you don't have anything to do with. You had no hand in its creation, but it's the living embodiment of so many memories. It's crazy. Oh, that's what I do. It's a part of my like mental health, like my self care. Like anytime I'm feeling down, I can play '90s music and be okay. Absolutely. It just puts you back in certain periods of time, and it's just music has that ability. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's switch gears a little bit, and I'm actually going to let you ask a question. So what you got for me? Oh, okay. So you're familiar with Sex in the City, right? You have you have to. Be. I know Are of you it, not? but I've never watched. Oh, you know it. No, I've watched one episode that w- that was funny. Okay. Are you familiar with the characters? Yes. 
Good enough. You know they're for a white woman. Cool. Correct. Um, all I want now, I want you to recast it, but you want I want to make it black. So recast Sex and the City with black actresses. Okay. What are we doing? Young? Are we doing? It's whatever you want. It will be the whatever. perfect Sex and the City for you. Yep. It could be old, young, whatever. But it's now a black show. Let's. And see. it will be just as big. Okay. Who do I want on my Sex in the City? Definitely uh, Gina Torres. Ooh. She counts. Afro Latina. That counts. Yeah. I'll, no, I'll take it. Um. Let's we'll see. say people of color. Bam. You're set. There you go. There you go. PLC. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, um, so Gina Torres, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross. Ooh. I think I would. I think I'm going to go Nia Long. Ooh. Yeah. That'll be a good. I think she'd be a good Carrie. Yeah. Nia Long. Well, I feel like Tracy Ellis Ross would be Carrie. I feel like Nia Long would be because mm. I feel like Nia Long shines when she's more of like a, I don't want to say abrasive, but more of a stronger character. Like, oh, so she can back a Miranda, yes. like the lawyer. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, and but only thing about that with Tracy Ellis Ross being the lead, you're pretty much creating girlfriends all over again, and that's fine. <laughs> you know, but I might <laughs> switch fine. it up. I might, you know, I might switch it up and do like how Golden Girls did, where they switched up. Rue McClendon, uh, well, I can't talk, say her name, and Betty White. So maybe Tracy Ellis Ross would be like the, the Samantha. Oh, like I would love I would to see her do her something in a, different. A sexual role. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she could listen that ass. Anyway, you know what? I feel like Carrie Washington would be a good. Um, what's the which one with the short hair? Miranda. No. Yes, Charlotte. sorry, I was thinking Miranda, about yeah. Miranda. Sorry, Charlotte is is the brunette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Carrie Washington, I think she would be a good Miranda. That's good. Yeah, or I might switch it up because her Miranda might be a little bit too close to Olivia Pope. So <laughs> I might I might actually make her Charlotte. But you know her strengths though. So I mean, yeah, and that's the thing. Like I know their strengths, uh, at least from what I've observed. But you try not to recreate something. But yeah, I think those four, and then maybe play around with the roles on, and say who that's does good. what. But I think that's a strong. I like that. What about you? I'm cracking up. I'm cracking up because our shit is so fucking similar right now. <laughs> okay, so I actually have Kerry Washington as Charlotte. Okay. Um, just because I would want her in that conservative, like okay. this is the way things have to be. I want Gabriel Union as Carrie. Okay. And I want, hold on, I have a little list here. I've literally been going, going through black actresses the whole time. And then I want Regina Hall as Miranda. Ooh, good choice. And I want Tika Sumter as Samantha. Ooh, great choice. Yeah, I, so. I love Tika Sumter. Yeah. She has a, and she kind of can do all the roles. She's one of those actresses where it's like, because on Have a Half Not, she was like prostituting, wasn't she? Not well, <laughs> she was sleeping around. I won't say she. She was using what she what she got to get what she need, what she want, mm-hmm. and what she want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we, <laughs> that we, was we stand, fun. we stand. Okay, so I'm gonna ask a bonus question, and it's personal, but it will launch us into our topic. Okay. So, what is one of the best sexual compliments you've ever received? 
<laughs> One of the best sexual compliments I've ever received. Um, damn. Oh my god. Okay. So I have well, there's two. I got there's two. Well, one is um I have an ex, and I don't know if he still feels this way, but in a weird way, he ended up going like back to someone after me. Mm-hmm. And then he hit me up out of nowhere and was like, No one fucks me like you do. Ooh. Like that's some of the best sex I've ever had. And I was just like, but thank you. And so come that on, was like come on, platinum. But it was, it was it was it was dope though. But we used to we used to wear our hotel rooms out though. So it was just like, okay, cool. Like that was dope. And then like I get a lot of <laughs> this is fucking, you know I don't care. Yeah. I get a lot of compliments. I get a lot of compliments on my head. <laughs> like I, I get a lot of compliments. Come on, so, mouth game. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of cocky when it comes to it. I'm like, oh, I bet right. you are cocky with the cock. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one of those things where niggas, when you be like, well, you're not in the mood to like do the whole thing. You like, I'll give you head. And he's like, I don't want no fucking head. I'm like, you sure? And then like, you get a <laughs> head, and the next you know, they're like, oh, this is actually not what I thought. It would be. <laughs> so yeah. Those are like, yeah, those are common compliments I get. Come, come on, common. <laughs> I mean, I'm grown. I can own it now. Oh, sure. absolutely. That's why I asked. I was like, I know you're not going to shy away from it. But comment, come on, comment compliments. You know, you know what you know what your strengths are. Walk, I can take a good photo. Walk in your motherfucking good. truth, or in your case, suck in your truth. Suck in your truth. All right. Hotel room in your you? truth. What about you, fool? Oh. Ooh, um, I don't like to be touched. No, <laughs> um, it's, I don't know if it's weird, but one of the things that I've heard a lot, niggas be like, your dick tastes good. And I'd be like, yes, well, thank you. I, you know, I put some gravy on it before you came over. It's marinated, brine it. No, um, that, um, no, no, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> No, no brining. Oh, okay. Brining might be a, a bit <laughs> <laughs> extreme. <laughs> Sorry, because I hear brining and it's November, so I think about how my stepdad used to like shoot up turkeys. <laughs> with... <laughs> so I don't know where my head just went. I don't know how we went from dick to turkey. I mean, I guess it's because it's all raw. <laughs> Either way, no stuffing. No. Oh man, mm, you sure? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm I've heard that a lot, that. and I'd be like, "All right, I mean, you know, you don't have to stop to tell you me that. You can tell me after. You just take it." And you know, was was something that also bonus. I have a couple on tape giving me compliments, and that's always nice to revisit every now and then, just to be like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> so come anyway. on, you know what? I'm I'm here for fanning your own ego. If you're good at oh, you it just, and someone gives you compliments, why not? Why not? Sometimes you feel like you don't, if you're not feeling your best about it. You know, we all have Absolutely. our moments of just feeling kind of like, eh, are you gassing me up? And sometimes you just got to remind yourself, like, no, nah, nigga, you put in work. You ain't a boring way. Right. You know what that reminds me of? I think that would of? hurt my feelings. If I was boring in bed, I'd probably, that would probably hurt my feelings. Hmm. <laughs> 
Like it would. I'm trying to like, decide. Would that, hurt my, would that hurt my fit? Probably not. Because I'd be like, please get out of my house. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. Like I put too much effort in. Like it's just like all the way before you even get to me. You know, there's the foreplay and the talking and oh, the yeah, you absolutely. Know, you gotta the rev the engine. Way. You gotta rev the engine. Yeah, like I feel like I put too much into it. I'm a very sensual person, so if someone thought I was boring, I'd be like, "What?" Yeah, if that in that case, then you definitely have to like retaliate. <laughs> be like, "That's why your mama a hoe or something." <laughs> oh my Call God. my six boy. No, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So. That wraps up the queer query. And since we're talking about sex, we're going to slide on in, no pun intended, to the main topic. And we're going to be talking about sex with friends. The reason why I wanted to have this conversation is because I see this come up every now and then on Twitter. People get very judgmental about having sex with friends and fucking your way through friend groups which is different but still kind of in the wheelhouse and when you when you hit me up and was like hey i want to be on the show again and i was kind of cycling through i was like this would be a good topic i feel like the discourse with you would be where i wanted it to be so let's dive into this topic a little bit again no pun intended so first things first (laughs) What are your overall thoughts about friends having sex? Like, what are the pros and what are the cons? How do you feel about it? Um, well, I, uh, I don't know if I've had a successful experience with that per Mm. se. Um, I don't, I'm not against it at all, but I do know that you do run the risk of things changing. The pro is you get to fuck someone who actually cares about you. And that's important. I mean, if you're if they're your friend, then they care about you. You know what I mean? Versus well, it being like a hook. Damn. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get now. there. We'll get there. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Let's Sorry. There. Let me well, not interrupt you. We'll my, get there. My definition of friend, they care about you. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that you can risk fucking up the friendship if the if the communication isn't clear and thorough between parties. So Agreed. the pro for me was you'd be doing it with someone that, you know, there's mutual interest with and you guys care for one another. The con is if you guys aren't communicating, you could ruin the friendship. Period. OK. So, yeah. OK. Um, I'm going to say I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with it because it's <laughs> in my mind, friends. Yes. But if you strip everything down, it's still consenting adults having Mm -hmm. sex but i will say the caveat on that is it has to be the right friend like you can't just decide okay my friend been in the gym and he fine so i'm gonna try to fuck like you have to have the right (laughs) relationship is that is that where i went wrong fuck (laughs) probably you have to have the right relationship she's a good pectoral muscle and a nice high ass she'd be like reconsidering things you'd be like you know what yeah you'd be like reconsider but then you fuck around and realize, oh shit, we didn't have that kind of relationship and now I done fucked the shit up. I just feel like you can't cross that line with any and every friend. And I think that's where a lot of the online judgment comes. It's like, oh, if you subscribe to the idea of having sex with friends, I mean, you be having sex with all your friends. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's right not on. how that works. That's not true at all. 
But I also think some of that comes from people either not realizing they do it or not wanting to admit that they do it where they have this thing where all their friends are attractive. Mm-hmm. And so they start projecting like, well, all of my friends are attractive. So if I was a different kind of friend, I would fuck all my friends. Ergo, if you fuck friends, you must be fucking all your friends. And it's like, but and we got to put a pin in that. I always had an issue with the people who only try to befriend people who they are attracted to or they find attractive. I've always found that problematic because you do have people who be like, all my friends fine. All my friends look a certain way. And you'd be like, why was that necessary? Like, yeah. I don't know. That's just suspect. That's suspect as fuck to me. It's weird. Like, I don't know. Me. It's always bothered me. I've, I've seen so many friend circles where everyone looks a certain way. And I'm like, so you guys legit chose each other based on how you all looked? Like, that's interesting. Or I've noticed a lot of tall niggas befriend each other. Mm. I, I stay seeing groups of tall niggas. And I'm like, so y'all just got a basketball team going over here? What's going on? Like, well, it's interesting. Maybe they commiserate about, you know, finding pants in the right length. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to that. shout out to the tall listeners because i'm i'm average height and i know your ass is not tall so <laughs> i cannot but that's okay but yeah that's okay interesting um let's see pros and cons uh familiarity is a big one i think just having someone that you're comfortable with um ease of access hopefully you know a friend that you might be used to seeing on a regular basis so it's like okay instead of seeing you at happy hour all the time i'm a you know let's have slappy hour instead slappy hour and like you said someone that you trust because Mm -hmm. hopefully you it's a friend and it's a solid friendship and it's not one of those weird you know uh guiding light as the world turns as friendships uh cons ooh. So it's definitely there's a lot of potential to get messy if feelings start to get involved, which we'll talk about a little bit more. Um, I think another thing that is a con and probably a deterrent for a lot of people is worrying about judgment from outside parties if they learn about it. Like if you guys are not discreet about it. And I've always wondered about that. It's like especially if it's like a friend group and two friends in the group start having sex with each other because you always see this in like movies and on tv shows and they try to hide it because they're worried about what everybody else is gonna say but i feel like that's that's so 20 something to me like i don't know anything over 30 i'm like y'all need to mind your motherfucking business (laughs) but you know there's potential for everything because you can be 30 and still have the mindset of a 20 something we see that all the time Yeah, um, but then also I think it's um, sometimes you see those stories though of people who end up together. They were friends, yeah. and they were like, "Wow, like you were here this whole time, and I just never considered it until now." Yeah. So you just never know, and I don't think it should True. be off the limits. But you also have to make sure you guys are on the same page. Correct. Um, and the last con I had was that there's a, some potential to see some negatives in your friend because they might be a lot different in sexual situations than they are as a friend just like they could be a lot different as a boyfriend or girlfriend or significant other than they are as a friend so there's this potential for some conflict there 
That's real. Oh my god, that's so real. You like this is why you can't keep a motherfucking nigga. I know this <laughs> right. <part of> <laughs> right. This is why. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, so you just a trash ass bitch. Oh, okay. So you be oh. at brunch perpetrating. Got it. No. Um I just, uh, uh, So uh. you mentioned it in your first answer. You say you haven't had any successful ones. So tell me a little bit more about the experience that you had. And what well, did you learn I mean, from it? Well, here's the thing. I, my experiences have been oftentimes where I fucked people that I shouldn't have fucked, and they became friends. Okay. Like long, like long term friends. Like actually, my one of my best friends, Charles. That was someone that we met when we were 18 in the club. Um, like we hooked up for like maybe like a month or something, and then we we just stopped kicking it like that. And then like a year later we started kicking out as friends and we've been friends ever since. Like he's like a brother to me now, mm-hmm. but it started off at a, as us kind of just being like, you know, like trying to fuck. And it's like, it's, and I have another friend like that too, where we actually dated, we dated, dated, but we're friends now, like legit friends. I don't like, it's not, I don't want him. He doesn't want me like we're friends. And so I've had that kind of experience where after the fact, you're like, okay, we probably shouldn't even went the romantic route, but such as, you know, being gay and we always want to test out the, the skins. Uh, (laughs) First things first. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, but then I had this one scenario with this older guy. Um, we ended up being, I mean, he was older than me. So that was already kind of like suspect, I guess. <laughs> but um, I liked him. And we, um, it was like supposed to be like this kind of, you know, like, uh, how do I explain it? He let me know from jump, like, we're not going to be in a relationship. But, you know, I do want to hang with you and blah, blah. And I would like to fuck you, too. You know, I was like, okay. okay. Some of the best sex, some of the best sex I had ever had, you know. And we were, and we ended up being, like, friends with benefits for, I want to say, four or five years. Mm. Um, And a relationship never came of it. But I was kind of hurting inside because I wanted more from him. But I knew that he didn't see me that way. But it was like a weird, but it was at the same time, this nigga came to my graduation from college. Like he was there for me, like as a friend would be. Like he supported my endeavors and shit like that. And in fact, it's funny, we actually fucked like a year or two ago when he came to Atlanta. Like it was like interesting. It had been years Come since on, I had consistency. Moved here. And, he and no, one thing is I hadn't seen him in like four years. And he flew into town. I was like, well, you know, you want to link? And we had some bomb ass sex. And that was that, you know? But I do remember being kind of, it was, I remember being bittersweet mm-hmm. because I'd had feelings where I felt like I wasn't enough for him. And you do kind of get in your mind of like, oh, so it's good enough for you to fuck me. But mm. I can't be. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I did have my own kind of resent, resentment with him until I started, in a, in a weird way, I became him. Hmm. Um, and no, really, like in my 30s, I legit became him because I started looking at younger guys who wanted to get at me. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not trying to be in a relationship with you, but I will fuck you. You know, and it became the same thing. But I started getting where he was coming from when it came to relationships and not wanted to give certain parts of you. And right. it started making sense in my older age but i do remember like like for instance i never i would never say no to him if he hit me up 
I would be there. In fact, that was a rule. I couldn't say no to him. But he was just so fucking like gorgeous that it was just like it was like it was like he was Christian Grey before Fifty Shades of Grey. Like he didn't be the nigga like I'd wake up in the morning at like 8 a.m. and I'd be on my way to work and he would send me a text like um, I'm fucking you tonight. So be at my house at 10 o'clock wearing this, this, this and that. And I'd be like, oh, shit. So the whole day I'm just <laughs> thinking about this. Shit, you know pins I mean? and needles. Oh, but it was amazing, though. And then, like, there'll be times, like, I think one time it was, like, I was busy. And he was like, I want to see you tonight. And I'm like, well, I got to do this. He's like, don't tell me no. Just let me know when you can get here. But it needs to be tonight. And that shit would turn me on. And I was like, all right, it'll be at 1153. <laughs> but it was, he had such a, he had such a control and command over me. And. It was just he was he was a he was a great lover and it wasn't just fucking though like it, he would make me breakfast and we talk like we it would be like hours you know like we be chilling like on a Sunday I go there on a Saturday we eat dinner we fuck we wake up we fuck again we eat breakfast we fuck again like it was just like a whole ordeal we talk I helped him with some business stuff like he like it was a whole friendship there and a connection in a weird way. He was kind of a mentor too, because he was like eight or nine years older than me. Mm-hmm. So it was it was an interesting thing, and I don't I to this day I don't resent it. But it was I do remember feeling like why won't you just make me yours though, right. or yeah why why can't we be together? And so that used to that used to frustrate me, but I used to hide behind it because I didn't want to lose him, right? Completely, right? So yeah, look at you, okay. I can't wait for these memoirs to come out. Yes. <laughs> Holistic tales indeed. <laughs> Listen, for sure. Like that was and it was weird because that's what frustrates me now though about being See, I don't like to be regional about it, but having a friend with benefit for that long, it frustrates me about hookup culture now because everybody just on some hit it and quit it shit everybody just wants to yeah. fuck once maybe twice you if you get a third you might get lucky before you move on to the next person whereas I, I was literally fucking someone for like four or five years and it was just like yeah. what happened to that right <laughs> like, like what happened again what happened to the consistency like yeah, like we don't have to waste time sorting through profiles and niggas and messages we don't want like we already know what's up i don't yeah i i i agree with you there definitely he was the best he was the best though when i was oh when i was in between relationships so he was great because i could date a whole ass nigga and he will fall back like okay but as soon as me and that nigga broke up he will he would listen tear me up and make me forget all about them like all right okay you good like i can literally like be broken hearted. he's like okay come over and then just restore restore me it was just it was an interesting and i appreciated that and it was a it was a nice season i believe he's married to a woman now so oh, there's that oh, well but whatever okay. well listen you know there's things there's things <laughs> life be life and and niggas will need that was it too though i used to feel like he was because he wasn't dl at all he was he was a proud bisexual man Mm. and so i used to feel i I think i felt like okay so you'll only commit to a woman and i think that used to kind of break me a little bit that's a whole other conversation okay let's move on i don't gave you too much (laughs) no that was just enough (laughs) 
let's see. Um, I definitely have had some experiences uh, having sex or hooking up with friends. Um, and I want to say I learned I learned a lot about myself sexually, I guess, because that trust was there. So I was a little bit more willing to do things that I may not do with some dude that I met on whatever app or whatever website. Um, definitely taught me about friendship and the reason why I brought up in the previous question about being different in terms of sexual situations and in terms of friendship, because I was that person and I didn't realize it until I had hooked up with one of my friends and I was like, something happened not to go into too many details. And I had to sit with that and was like, huh? I was like, okay, well, this is supposed to be my friend, but I did kind of, I was kind of janky towards him. And I was like, I would never be that way towards my friend, but the sex element made it different. You know, like I was dismissive in a way that I normally would not be, I guess maybe because I was so used to that. Just, just kind of how it is. You hook up with somebody and then they disappear and then they come back in six months with a brand new account on Jack acting like y'all ain't never talked before. Right. Or where you been? That's my favorite Uh, nigga here. I ain't moved. I ain't going nowhere. Number still the same. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, it definitely taught me that I have the capacity to treat sexual partners poorly, not badly. Like I'm not in here, you know, hitting nobody over the head with a vase or nothing, but I definitely could be more compassionate. Um, so that was yeah. kind of a tough lesson for me to learn. Like, I, for some reason, I like snatching my own wig, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, self awareness is important, though. It's 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 yeah, very it very important. And like me, I had to learn not to waste people's time um, because after Preach. like after my last relationship, I was definitely kind of like, nigga, all you can get from me it sucks like i don't i i need you to leave briefly after and it wasn't on it but it was me kind of it was me just embracing my independence but i still had sexual needs so it was like by me i had to be curt with these people but i was also honest you know i never let anyone on i never gave anyone this whole idea that we're going to be together however when someone is into you it doesn't matter what you say. They still going to hear what they want to hear. Right. And so I had to get to a point where I had to like cut off people when I felt them going down that rabbit hole of wanting to connect to me. And I wasn't in that space. Okay. We'll put a pin in that. Cause we'll get into that in the next question. Um, so oh. a couple other things that I learned, I definitely learned that I enjoy physical affection or at least I used to, you know, now I don't, I don't, I really, I say this, and I know it sounds like a joke, but I'd be so serious. I really don't want nobody in my house. Like, <laughs> yes, whoopee. <laughs> the, ver- the, the bare minimum, like, come in, listen. And I've <laughs> I've turned into that weirdo that's like, okay, you coming over, we're going to do something. The lights is off. The path to the bedroom is a straight shot. <laughs> we don't need to waste <laughs> no time talking. You know what I'm saying? Depending on how fast you get here. I may not need to get undressed. It may just be you. Let's do what we do. And then it's like, okay, well, I'm hungry now. Um, but thanks for coming through. 
and then mm-hmm. escort them out, and then I'm gonna go warm up something in the microwave and get my grub on. Like, right, take my ass to sleep and, if that's the time of day. Hello, mm-hmm. take my ass to sleep, take a nap. You know what I'm saying? Or you know, I might feel invigorated. I might get some work done. Like, well, let me pull up these show notes. I got some ideas now. Yes, <laughs> but you know, I the the bare minimum. Like, don't you know? Unless we're friends. Now, like I said, I've had a friend. And he would come over, we'd play video games, and it was like, okay, well, we're done playing the game. I want to, you know, let's let's go play a different game. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Sloppy hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I can see that's going to be a thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, but I don't know. But I, I can think back to being with a friend and and being affectionate and like cuddling and, and kissing and all that kind of stuff and now I'm just like no I'm good <laughs> I'm good no period I'm good like cuddling cuddling is a hell no like I don't I'm I get hot way too easily Same. and we can kiss in the during the act but outside of that we don't we don't need to hug like when you're leaving just go like thanks a wave is good oh i don't i don't mind a hug i don't want a hug I, i'm not I don't, especially if ever ever regularly fucking if it's like a hookup no but if it's like a you know we fucking for the second or third time i mean a greeting is nice i mean we're about to like enter each other so i just feel like okay Ooh. <laughs> You're sharing bodies. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, but when it's all over, please get up and leave. Uh, you know, yes. It's just like, okay, <laughs> thanks. Uh, I, I, You know, I'm going to go throw these towels in the wash. Appreciate you. Let me go, you know, wash the DNA off. It, it got to a point where I, I actually ended up having a fuck comforter. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> because I, I have a white, I have a white comforter. I like white comforters on my bed because they just look hotel and regal. But I have this other right, one. I was like, you know, this is going to be my fuck comforter. So I always drape that over the bed. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, oh, are we, are we, go, are we going yeah. to do things? Let me, let me get. Yeah, I have a, yeah. I have a fuck comforter too. Be like, I just washed these sheets. So I got to put this fuck comforter over here. I ain't washing right. sheets again. Shit. Right. And then and niggas be disrespectful, like with the lube and everything. Lube be everywhere. Everything. You don't need that fucking much. Shit. Like, lube yeah, be no, soaking gotta... through the goddamn mattress and shit. Yeah. Nah. So, yeah, nah, I, I had to come up with the, the fuck comforter. <laughs> but, yeah. And the last thing before we move on, um, I learned that sometimes a friend can be an excellent teacher in the bedroom. Hmm. Shout out. Shout out to the. Uh, I've definitely have had a friend teach me a lot, not um, on the scale that you kind of the, the mentor story that you were telling, but definitely had a friend that was like, okay, like, let me just sit back and be schooled amongst other things. Yes. So I was here for it. I was here for it. Now I don't really have that. Like my friendships now are like, I mean, obviously it's like women. We damn sure ain't doing nothing. Um, shout out to y'all though. I support your hotels, just not with me. Um, <laughs> and I feel like, I mean, if we're gonna be honest, because that's what we do on Gay Side Story, we we tell the honest truth. You should. Um, friends that I have now that I would fuck are not accessible. 
it's one of those things where like if we were in the same city, absolutely, but we're not, so Right. Then you just don't believe that alone. Because let me tell you something. I have a whole lot of podcast crush and I'm like, oh, why are you there? Why are you there? We <laughs> didn't like, even yeah, I, yeah, I wasn't even You know what? We're yeah, gonna move no. on. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna move on before I get myself in trouble. Uh, you know, sometimes you gotta shoot your shot, so you never know. Anywho, what's what's going to move on? <laughs> okay, noted. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. So, what are some best practices when it comes to having sex with a friend? Like when you're in that situation, what are some things that you feel like people should do? What are some rules? When I hear best practice, I think of like OSHA guidelines. But okay, um, well, I mean, let's... depending on what kind of sex y'all having, you might need to have OSHA on the, on the horn. Oh, <laughs> uh, best practice. Okay, so number one is transparency. Like okay. that has to be there. That has to be the whole idea of like, okay, we're both interested in this, but like talking about like the risk factors and like you know like can we make a commitment to be cool no matter what. You know, um, I think that's important. Um, other than that, I mean, outside of communication, I can't think of anything else. Like, I mean, just salvage the friendship. I would just never want to fuck up a friendship. Even if we had sex, whether it was good or bad, I wouldn't want to get to a point where I then resented that person, especially if we already built something. Right. Right. So it's kind of like making that agreement, that Will and Jada agreement that, okay, we're going to work this shit out. We ain't dissolving this friendship. <laughs> okay. So, okay. yeah. So I think that that's number one. And I think that's the only thing I have, to be honest with you, because you're already friends. It's, it's different when you're just trying to date someone or whatever. But the fact that you already have a rapport and you already have something going on, you're just adding another level of intimacy to it. And so you just have to decide how much of an effect you're going to allow that intimacy to take. Now, we're just talking about sex with friends. We're not talking about a relationship, though, right? No, that's a whole different can of worms. Got it. Okay, so yeah. I honestly think that the communication just needs to be open and honest because you do run the risk of somebody catching feelings. Absolutely. So I'm going to agree with that. First and foremost, communication is key, which honestly, that was pretty much in most facets of life communication would save people from so many headaches open honest Man. communication um i do think it's important to establish like some ground rules however many or however few you think but i feel like if you feel like you need some structure in order to preserve the friendship then don't be afraid to talk to your friend and be like okay we're going to do this but you know, it could be okay. We're not gonna tell anybody, or whatever the case may be. I don't know. Um, like you said about maintaining the friendship, so I definitely think it's important to remember that you're friends first. So, if things go left, the rest of it can be left behind. Like, don't matter how good the dick is, or the ass, or mouth, or whatever, that friendship should be the most important thing so the rest of that can be laid to the side 
That's it, real. It should be able to be laid to the side. That's what I'm saying. It depends on on the strength of that friendship. Because I've seen situations where it's a strong friendship, but that dick was stronger, and then it, everything went to hell, and Humpty Dumpty <laughs> wasn't able to be put back together again. So. Mm-hmm. Then to protect thine walls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They lubed them up, <laughs> They lubed them up. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think respect is very important. And just to go back to what I was saying before, because sometimes I think we are not cognizant of how we treat people. Because, like I said, that was a wake-up call for me. I didn't realize that I treated friends differently than I treated hookups. Whereas mm-hmm. now that's something that I'm cognizant of. So that's why it's like, okay, it's a dark, you know, I'm not even being friendly if it's a hookup because that's not my intent. Whereas if it's Ooh, something, but what if you start changing your behavior with your friend and you start treating them like a hookup? Exactly. So now that's you what look, I'm saying. You have you to look be at cognizant. their messages differently. Exactly. Oh, I'm exactly. triggered. So that's what I say. You gotta. You have to respect each other. But I think it goes beyond that. Like you, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, people's time, resources. Like be mindful of all that stuff and don't. T- because I think I also think you can fall into the trap of kind of taking things for granted because it's your friend. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so we hooking up on a consistent basis, but I always got to buy the lube and the condoms <laughs> or, you know what I'm saying? I always got to come to your house and you sitting here acting like gas ain't $3 a motherfucking gallon. You know what I'm saying? Like Yikes. just think, or it's always on or your- assuming or assuming a lot. I think a lot of times when we know people, we start projecting what we think they'll feel. Oh, they they won't trip if I do this. Oh, they don't right. care that much. But you, when you add levels of intimacy, that could trigger something else. Because I think we're all. Well, I won't say we're all. Let me speak for myself. Like uh, a Yanla say, beloved, speak for yourself. I. Huh. I'm different when I like someone. I'm different when I'm intimate with someone versus a friend Mm, so i could be looking at you with heart eyes and also i can also over analyze things when i'm into you Mm. so that message that you probably would have ignored previously because i'm just cool kevin i'm looking at as rejection now because now i'm fucking you so it's interesting you know it's one of those things where it's just like so that could be a thing too, where you think like, "Oh, he'll be all right," when it's like, "Oh, but you know, you haven't experienced them in this light, though." So that's interesting. Okay, fair enough. Um, let's see what else. I think it's very important to not forget to be friends. Mm-hmm. So does that mean you have some days where you don't fuck? <laughs> ba- I mean, basically, it's like okay, we're still this, friends. This, this like we can no still, yeah, we right. This, not, this, this it, is a no fuck day. Not necessarily <laughs> that it has to be a no fuck day, but don't make it so that your friendship turns into nothing but fucking. Like you're supposed to be friends. You should still be able to hang out, go to happy hour, go to dinner, or go I don't know paintballing or whatever it is that you do, and not have sex consume your friendship and get to the point where it's like the only time you're communicating is when y'all panting and sweating mm-hmm. you know I think a lot of people kind of fall into that trap too and then they wonder what happened to the friendship well you didn't maintain the friendship because you was too busy busting nuts which is nothing wrong with busting the nuts but you friendships are work and that work doesn't go away just because y'all decided to start fucking that's real that's that's real yeah no 
that communication piece is yeah. really important. Yeah, communication, and then couple that with I said it before, but it bears repeating honesty like just being honest just because because i think sometimes i think in a lot of instances people are not honest with their friends and that could be because they choose not to be or because they're not honest with themselves but i feel like you can easily get caught up in a trap because you're already used to not being completely honest with friends so when y'all cross lines things kind of get out of whack but it could be just anything like if you're uncomfortable you should be able to that shouldn't even be a question if it's a friend but you never know people have intimate intimacy issues and things of that nature but be honest like if you meet somebody if you start catching feelings if you want to stop and go fuck somebody else and go back to being friends like i think it's just important to be honest with how you're feeling like communicate no matter what, but also communicate honestly and effectively. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's start getting on a tail end of this. So the last question is this. So a lot of times I know online and just in conversation, people say that two people can't have casual, casual sex for an extended period of time. Because somebody is going to catch feelings. So my first question is, do you agree or disagree with that? And if one of the parties starts to catch feelings, let's say two friends start having sex and one of them catches feelings, how should they handle that? In your opinion? (laughs) Who? Okay. Um, the progressive part of me wants to disagree with that and say that two people can have sex without catching feelings, but I've not had an experience where that has happened <laughs> because even like, like even in like the last three years of me being single, um, I've had consistent sex with some guys who caught feelings and I'm just like, you ain't getting it from me. And they'll continue asking to have sex. Like one guy was just like, well, I enjoy sex with you. So even though you don't want to be with me, we can still fuck. And I'm just like, okay. But if I ever have a night where I'm just like, I just want to chill. I don't want to have sex. He's totally fine with just kicking it and just Mm -hmm. doing nothing. And so I'm just like, that's so interesting to me. And that's because he's garnered up this care for me. And so once again, I haven't had the experience of just having sex with someone. I'm trying to think, is there anyone I'm trying to think like consistent sex partners? Um, there was one dude who was bipolar. Um, I didn't want to be with him though. So I guess that, that counts. We didn't, yeah, we fucked regularly. <laughs> and no one caught feeling. So yeah, it's possible. Okay. It's just, it's just, it's, it's hard to really tell. And what today's, generation like everyone's just switching out so quickly that you don't really have a chance to really explore it in Uh, my experience yeah 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 um i mm. but there was also i'm sorry that was totally a part two and what do you do to handle that once again communication oh yeah sorry yeah. (laughs) yeah communication is that is the key 
Mm-hmm. That's when you're like, listen, well, and you have to do it's, it's you have to do the whole fuck boy uh, reminder. Now, when we first started, I told you mm-hmm. that I wasn't looking for nothing, but no, you had to go ahead and do it. And now look at you. Now you done caught feelings, and you want to blame me. <laughs> I mean, that's real. But, that's real. Yeah. Listening both ends, so you have to effectively communicate, <laughs> but also effectively listen. People tell you, like they tell you who they are. Listen, both ends, indeed. Hmm. Um. Kind of piggybacking off of your answer, I I think it's possible, but again, I think a lot of times it fails because people are just not honest with themselves. And it could be a situation where they go into it thinking one way and then things change and they don't have that honest conversation with themselves or Mm -hmm. with the with their partner. And that's when shit starts going sideways because you're not telling them you you have feelings and you're not having that honest conversation with yourself and say, is this something that I should pursue or do I need to disengage because I done got caught out there? Um, are, are you lying to yourself and saying they're going to change their feelings for you? Because right. you do that too, like, oh, you're going to like me. But that goes into ego. Yeah. Like, oh, no, you're going to like me. And Oh, yeah. Like, you keep coming back I, for you keep coming back to this hot tamale. So <laughs> clearly it's something right. wrong. And it's and, like, yeah. and, and, and it won't. And, it, and that's, uh, that's a, oh, my God. That is a lesson I had to learn with all like we talked about earlier about compliments sexually and all that stuff i have been giving compliments on my sex on my hospitality on my friendship and all that but guess what if a guy didn't like me he didn't like me Mm -hmm. and we have to stop thinking that somehow we're gonna have this magical box or whatever Mm -hmm. that's gonna keep someone there because if they want to leave they're gonna leave and they they don't want to be like it just is what it is and i think to punctuate your point we 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 take for granted that men are creatures of ease and if sex is relatively easy for them to get then a lot of that other shit goes out the window so you sitting here thinking you got you know the bussy of life and a nigga could just be fucking with you because it's convenient yeah, and you don't even That's realize it, it. and you get caught out there but they like i mean what's the big deal like you know i fuck with you because you're on my route home from work like what is you even saying yeah and you sitting there Listen, thinking it's a whole different if, scenario if, if all that shit mattered more more younger version tight people would be in relationships but niggas don't care about that shit stop letting them lie to you it's like you said it's out of convenience it's out of conquering people want to conquer they want to try different things they want to do different things and so thinking that you you, I bring all this to the table it doesn't matter if the nigga don't want you (laughs) it just doesn't because in a lot of instances (laughs) niggas they want to own so that they can discard at their leisure Yeah. Like it is what it is. But um as far as two people having sex and catching feelings and whatnot, whether they're friends or not, I think it just depends on the individuals too. Because some people, especially men, like there's a lot of and a lot of men, and we talked about this throughout this conversation, but there's a lot of men out there that have no issues and no problems with treating sex like it's just a transaction. Like this is just something mm-hmm. to do. 
and that's Ugh. it. And I that, can't take it. I thought I could, but I can't. It like depends, it's so. It depends like, on my mood. <laughs> well, and the, the thing about it is, I don't mind a quick fuck. But can we at least have a chemistry? Like I don't know. Like yeah, chemistry let's at is least important. be cool. Like can we at least greet one another? I'm not with the you walk in my door, we go straight to the room, take clothes off, not speak, not say anything, not leave. Like that's too cold for me. At least can I get a what's up? <laughs> like can we at least be cool? Like at least so know wait. So you said all out. that you coming from you, you coming from my wig. <laughs> Uh, I mean, <laughs> that could be yours. If that's your no, shit, it's but your shit. I that, do it. the the um that transaction is, but there has to be a level of comfort and conversation beforehand. Like it's not just right. Like now I the like future. I know people who they're like, okay, three messages and and dick was in mouth. That's not me. Like we need to have some yeah. conversation. I need to be comfortable with you. We need to have some chemistry. Chemistry is important. Like I've, yeah. I remember off topic, but relevant. I remember this dude hit me up one time a few years ago and he was like, you know, what's up? Like, let's, let's get it popping. And I'm like, okay, can we have a conversation? Like, I don't know who you are. I don't know your name. I don't know nothing about you. Um, face pick, please. No pictures. <laughs> and he was like, it doesn't matter. And it said it on his profile, but he reiterated. He was like, it don't matter what you look like. I don't care about none of that. I'm just trying to get a nut. And I'm like, ooh, that's not my ministry. Like, and it sounds dangerous, honestly. I, it doesn't, that, I don't trust those kind of people. Right. Like, I'm attracted to a lot of different things. But the key in that is I have to be attracted. I'm not saying you got to look a certain way. You just have to be attractive to me. And I'm sorry, a blank profile and you trying to hurry up and get there with no kind of dialogue. That's not attractive to me. I've had um, like like I said, like we I understand transactional when you're pressed for time. I get it. Sometimes you just got to get where you got to get. I've had motherfuckers like, hey, I'm on way to work. Can I just come through real quick? I'm like, yeah, but we already had something built. And it was fun because we already had something built. But that first time, no, nah, we got to chill for a second just to make sure that a vibe is there. Yeah. But I've also had guys who be like, oh, well, how about can you just leave your door unlocked and you already be in the bed naked? No, uh, no not in my house. You no. out of your goddamn mind. You think I'm going to leave my motherfucking door open and I'm going to. No, no, yeah. absolutely. Mm-mm. Especially not here in Houston. Listen, they using Jack to fuck people up. Y'all got to be safe. Right. I've seen. I have seen. Like, know, I'm not even man. sure if that guy got caught. Um, But a few other points. Um. I think a lot of times issues come about with catching feelings because people kind of get into the, and I could, I could be off the mark, but I'm going to say it anyway. I feel like if you kind of have not really done your due diligence with yourself sexually, it's easy to get kind of caught out, especially like if you hooking up with somebody and the shit is good. That's how you get digmatized because you haven't really, had a lot of experiences you know what i'm saying or you could have a lot of experiences but you haven't learned what it is that makes you tick like Mm -hmm. imagine imagine the first time you had a nigga that made you discover something that really got your engine revving and you was like i didn't even know that about myself it's real Mm -hmm. easy to conflate those feelings and be like yeah, it, and you're like, oh my god, you're, you're wonderful. Right. Oddly enough, I was listening to Amber Rose's show with Dr. Chris, mm-hmm. and one of their callers 
she was dating a pastor and they didn't have sex for like a year and then they broke up. The very next dude she met, she had sex with him and she was so turned on that she squirted. So you can imagine. Right. <laughs> she's like, you are like dick savior. Listen, like, what the fuck? Like, she done put a car in that nigga in her name for the nigga. Right. A small business loan. Shit. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay. So to wrap it up, what to do? Uh, I think you said it. I'm communicate. Like, if you catch feelings or if you suspect the other person catching feelings, don't shy away from it. Don't start acting weird. Don't alienate them. Have an honest conversation. Like, we, the the whole point and having these brains and these minds and being able to form words and sentences and have dialogue is to have the dialogue. It makes no sense to be able to do it and then shy away from it. And like you said before, a lot of people fall victim to this. But listen, if you can put your genitals on somebody, you should be able to have a conversation with them about anything. In my opinion. Agree. Agree. Like you're sharing each other's body. And I think and it's weird. We are more afraid to talk to the people that we're doing this with than we are fucking friends. And it's like, but I'm fucking you. Like I should be able to ask you important questions and, and know about ins and outs. Absolutely. I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. Uh, So that wraps up the question. Do you have any final thoughts on the topic? Um, My final thoughts is I'm glad I'm in a place currently where I'm not into any of my friends. I've been there before in the past, but right now, like, they all are like family to me, like my actual friends. And so it's like a nice safe zone because I wouldn't want to risk any of the connections that I currently have. So this made me grateful that I'm not in that space right now of lusting after any of them niggas. Okay. But I will see you at brunch on Sunday. Okay, Right. You know what that is? Growth. Growth. Growth, and it's funny because outside of Charles, who I've been friends with the longest, I've not had any sexual activity with none of my friends. It is a nice spot to be in because yeah. back in the day, I could go through my circle. Oh yeah, we had that one moment. Oh, we had yeah, we had that one moment, and like this is the first time I'm like, oh, clean slate, cool. So yeah, growth yeah, for there's sure. something to be said, but at the same time, because I know some people get off on that kind of stuff. Like I ain't never fucked none of my friends. And it's like, yeah, well, I mean, it's you're not, not going to moral high point. Yeah, you're not going to get a you're like, not going to get a gold medal. You're not Simone Biles. Yeah. Like, calm down. Right. Um. Yeah, I I have to agree. I don't have any friends right now that I'm. Let me rephrase. I don't have any local friends that I would do anything like that. Like my friends are family, and and I mean, honestly, shit, it it. I don't know. It, it, I feel like it would mess up the friend. Well, let me, there's one friend that I, it wouldn't, but we just have that kind of friendship. But outside of that, yeah, I'm kind of glad that um, I don't have any. And it's kind of, it's a, yeah, it's good. But I don't think, it, again, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Like if I met a new friend tomorrow and we ended up having sex, I don't know, a couple months into the friendship, I wouldn't feel no kind of way because we grown. But I think it's important to just 
I think it's important to to know your friendships and and then also that- I have another the friend zone is a real thing though it is so with me like once you're considered a friend it's hard for me to even lust after you <laughs> like I almost have to keep you at a sexual level anyway so it's become nearly impossible for me but I don't want to fuck myself over and then be fucking one of my <laughs> friends next year so let right. me stay quiet. Right. Be like, you are the one that I never knew. You've been under my nose right. the whole time. No. <laughs> you that that dick has been there the whole time? The whole just, damn just time. Be like, so you just been sitting out you've been sitting on a honey pot this whole time and you ain't been sitting on me like what? It was like that with my weed man once. We fucked. And I was like, You've had all this dick? Like <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, that was experience. Special delivery what? indeed. Yeah, but then things got weird. So then, of you know, course, of course, because you fucking see, the weed man. See, That's like fucking right, your barber. See? <laughs> see, it was like, uh, yeah, that, so I feel I like that would get weed get... every time I want some dick. Like, how does this work? Yeah, yeah <laughs> I feel like that would get weird real quick. Yeah, but like it was, it was an experience though that like, he started. But whatever. <laughs> I mean, you know, customer service. <laughs> it literally was. It literally was just one of them days. Well, I think that's going to wrap up the conversation. We definitely have explored lots of depths and we have gone through a lot of different turns with this conversation, but it was good. I'm glad we had it. I'm glad you came on to the show and it's always good to collaborate with you. Like I say, you're one of my favorite podcast hosts and just all around dope person. Like I know we don't we don't, uh, you know, talk every day or anything like that. But I'll be, well, I'll be liking stuff. You know how it works. You communicate through likes and taps and reposts. <laughs> That's how we communicate. Good to know. <laughs> Good. Me, to know. you, and John are the Trinity, the podcast Trinity. That's what we do. True. One one day, I'm gonna come up with an idea, and we all gonna get on the mic one day. Yes. One day. But Love anyway. Um, again, thanks for being on the show again and tell people where they can find you and your show. Yes, you can find me at KevinDewayne.com. You can also find my podcast there, but you can subscribe to the Outline Podcast on all major podcast networks. That's Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, SoundCloud. You get the idea. Just Google that shit. You'll find it. And you can follow me at The World of Kevin on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. That's it. Dope. All right, we're done. Awesome. It's great. All right, so that wraps up another episode of Gay Side Stories, you guys. Go to GaySideStories.com. That is the hub for more information and all things having to do with this show. Again, thank you so much for listening. Send any feedback to GaySideStories at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating. And if you really love it, leave a five-star review with your rating. Thank you again for listening. And remember, you can also find me on Ratchet Ramblings with Jeremy and Candace over on the CSPN. We put out a show about every week as well. And as always, you guys, those walls, you heard it it earlier in the episode. You got to protect your walls. So do what you need to do. You know, buy the right lube, get the right rubbers, um, get you some poppers, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if that's really aiding protection at least not from what i've seen on my vidster anyway whatever you need to do to protect your walls do that and i will see you guys next week